Hi there. Hey, Julia, are you ready to spill the tea? Because, oh boy, this one was more complicated than I thought. Oh. (laughs) Welcome to Cream and Sugar. Are you excited to learn some more about Earl Grey tea? Uh, yes. I'm very excited. And we have Earl Grey tea to drink. Yay! It looks really good. Getting into the worlds of teas. <laughs> I know very little about tea. It's it's. I did this research and it's a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. Ooh, so, it's not just hot leaves? Not just hot leaves. Hot leaf juice. Hot leaf juice. Okay. Let's try it while it's hot. Dink! It is not overly strong. No. Mm-mm. Hmm. I did follow the recipe as recommended by Stephen Twining, who is the 10th heir to the Twining throne, so to speak. The 10th of the Twining tea line, which if you don't know, Twining is one of the biggest tea companies in the UK and they have tea that goes all over the world. Um, but he recommends when making Earl Grey tea that you almost let the water boil and then right as it's about to boil, you pour it over your tea leaves and you let it sit for exactly three minutes and you don't steep it for any more than that. You know how I usually make tea? Huh? I uh, put the bag in and then I walk away from it and do like 12 other things. And by the time I come back, it's uh, overly steeped and I drink it anyway. Same. I tend to drink a whole lot of sugar-filled bitter tea. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is delicious. It's actually kind of refreshing. Mm -hmm. I I can definitely see wanting to drink this at about two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. It's just taking a little mental break. It's subtle and still like not so in your face. It it feels healing. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. I am a big fan of adding cream to my tea, uh, so that's exactly what I'm going to do, but... Now that you have tried the naked tea. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, now that the tea uh, was exposed nakedly. No, that Mm -hmm. doesn't sound right. Now that the tea was consumed in its most pure form, I'm going to add it to the way I like it. Yes. Little bit of vanilla. I don't know about you. But I'm feeling, but I'm 22. feeling 22. I am still currently 22. Um, I am not. <laughs> the I have a lot of tea leaves sitting at the bottom of my mug, and I'm very excited to read tea leaves later. Yes, yes. When I, I finish. I need us to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll get. We'll do that at the end. Maybe. Maybe the tea leaves will predict what our next tea episode will be about. Oh, the vanilla's nice in it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Julia, how you brewing? I'm brewing good. I am having the best week. Uh, and it all started like, uh, when did I go to Arizona? When I went to Arizona. <laughs> like a little over a week ago? About a week ago. <laughs> yeah, so this week I went out to Arizona and I went hiking for the first time. Oh, I went to go meet up with my brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was out there for flight school and then decided... Nah, not flight school. So instead, he's working remotely and doing really well, and I'm so proud of him. Yay. But 
we we went out there before his lease was over. So I went hiking. We got to see the Grand Canyon and just some mm. quality sibling time. And nice. then I came back. I uh, only had to work for one day and then it was the weekend all over again. And now I'm here with you in the same apartment and we're recording yeah. this together and we celebrated your birthday and it's just, mm -hmm. I, this has been the best week. And now I'm drinking tea with my best friend. Yeah, I am. I am so happy and content right now because I spent the week itself was kind of stressful just because there was a lot going on. But I kept thinking like, they're coming up to see me this weekend. I just got to get to Friday. <laughs> and then I came home and some things happened on the way home that were wild. But then I got here. <laughs> And you were here. And then since then, it's just been so relaxing, like a little mini vacation for my birthday. It's been so nice. It's been fantastic. I'm, I'm brewing great. Good. Same. I am brewing uh, precisely according to Stephen Twining's recommendations. <laughs> for <laughs> only three minutes. <laughs> great. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not boiling. I'm not okay. overwhelmed. So, yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. It looks like you have a guest over there. Yeah, I brought along the boy. Chai there, Mike. I'm Mike. Um, I'm here to drink tea. I'm the, I'm the guinea pig today, tasting uh, homemade chai. Yes. That's correct? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Do you like chai? I love chai. Is it, uh, is, tell me about it. Chai, I think, is my favorite tea. Um, I don't know. I just, I like the blends of the spices, things like that. Uh, I'm, I'm a black tea fan in general, but I think chai is probably my favorite. So we got a guy that's real enthusiastic about chai. Yeah. Are you guys ready to try it? Yes. Are you ready to try it? I'm ready to try it. Okay. Um, sounds fine. It can be. Okay. Okay. They're all the I'm same. Ready. Can, okay. can we clink? Yeah. I was going to clink it up to the camera. Okay. okay. Clink okay. it. Huh. I love it. This is really good. That is very, very good. Remember when I said it smelled like milk? <laughs> it does not taste like milk. No. Oh. The ginger really comes through a oh lot. Oh, my gosh. It has a, uh, the ginger is not too subtle, but it's not overpowering, so it gives it like that slight bite that ginger does, which I really yeah. like. Uh, the cardamom's good, too. So for those that may or may not have seen the video on our Instagram and TikTok. Um, would you like to walk through the recipe, Julia? Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't as hard as it might seem to make a traditional chai. What we did was we started with equal parts milk and water, and it was a cup of each. And then we put in four pods of cardamom that we were supposed to have ground with a mortar and pestle. Uh, we didn't find any pods, so we found ground pre-ground cardamom. Mm-hmm. Um, preferably you should be using the pods or a spice grinder for the pods, uh, per the recipe, but we're not that fancy. <laughs> we tr we're trying our best. A homemade doing our best version. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, uh, we, as soon as bubbles started to appear, we dumped in one and a half tablespoons of black tea. Um, you were supposed, we were supposed to use red label Indian tea from a Indian store. Uh, I don't know where that is, where we are. <laughs> yeah. uh, we tried in a traditional Asian mart, didn't find it. I tried to find any kind of loose leaf black tea, couldn't find it. 
So uh, appropriately, we used some of the Earl Grey <laughs> loosely that yeah. we have. It's uh, just an so, Earl Grey kind of a day. Yes. <laughs> so we put that in one and one, what was it? One and a half tablespoons. Yeah. yeah. We yes. put in one and a half tablespoons of the tea and then let it uh, simmer on low for three minutes. And it changes from like a milky gray to an almost orange. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun to watch because the bubbles push around all the leaves and whatnot, and then it almost gets a little bit of film from the milk, and it's, mm-hmm. it's magic is happening. Yes. And then once that had boiled for three minutes, we added three tablespoons of sugar because we are addicted to the sugar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then took it off the heat and poured it into cups. Yeah. Oh, and strained it. Oh, my gosh. Please strain it. <laughs> <laughs> Eat the crunchy leaf. Mm, crunchy tea no, no, not no. not quite as good as that crunchy coffee but yeah. <laughs> you'll especially get the ginger when you bite down into the chunk of ginger <laughs> mm, re- refreshing mm. <laughs> this is so good i'm just gonna patiently and quietly just drink it in the background here <laughs> while y'all do what you need to do and then <laughs> <laughs> so mr chai expert what how would you rank this on a scale of one to five beans. One to five beans? I'd probably put it four and a half beans out of five. Ooh. It's very, very good. That's high. It's very high. What keeps it from being perfect? Uh, hmm. I think because, so I'm, you call me chai expert. I'm, no. I, <laughs> I, I, I only buy, uh, tea packets from the store uh, i've only had a few brands here and there mm-hmm. this is one of the more first like i i'll call it authentic okay um because it's like it's from an actual recipe make homemade and everything like that so this is the first time i've ever had it like this okay if i try more and more uh like actual authentic teas from like authentic chais from different places that i i would trust to make a like a proper chai and everything like that. And then if I was able to compare it, this would probably rank it higher. So would we say that the half a point off would be for the ambiguity of it being actually chai? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not super yeah. traditional. Yeah, the ambiguity. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I brew good, but I don't speak good. I Using the, the Earl Grey's dragging it down a little bit. I totally forgot. I, I literally just said that we used mm. Earl Grey, and I'm forgetting that it's that Earl Grey, and it's too. really good. Yeah, it is very good with the Earl Grey. I am curious to see if we are able to find that red label and try this again and see if the flavor is different. I have it a probably fr- will be. I have a friend in Charleston that shops specifically at an Indian store, so I could be able to find the more traditional stuff and try it again. Yeah. Definitely. I that. am mentally preparing myself to make time in the morning every day when the weather gets cold again at the end of the year to make this yeah i actually i think this might have to be my new winter drink i'm Mm -hmm. not big on spices of any kind unless they're like cajun spices you know my four (laughs) (laughs) go-to but these are i don't think i've ever had cardamom before and it's this is really good Mm -hmm. cajun tea just it's so much Garlic powder. It, it's black tea and Tony's. Black tea and Tony's. <laughs> Hot spicy water. Mm. Ain't that just what tea is? Just depends on your uh, definition of spice in, in that case. Hot, burny water. Mm. 
Mm. Or if you will, hot, hot water. <laughs> hey, how you doing? How do, uh, how many Scovilles do you like in your tea? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on, Mike. Well, thank you for having me. This I'm is excited wonderful. Just, just chill and keep enjoying our tea. Okay, I will. I'm almost finished, so I'm going to you know, knock this back and then have a good time. We appreciate your opinion. No, thank you. It was helpful. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Mike, do you want to say bye? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the consideration. Uh, yeah, nah, I'm like, good. Eh, it's whatever. Hey, Allie. Hey, what? Do you want to get into our quick fire question of the day? Yes. I have a question for you. Oh, a question for me. Yeah. Are you a morning tea kind of person or an evening tea kind of person? I am an evening tea kind of person. I, I I usually try to drink decaf or uncaffeinated tea, like the herbal teas and all that, mm-hmm. because it's a good way to wind down the day. Every time I drink tea that isn't Earl Grey, I feel like Uncle Iroh from Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> so that, that generally is a calming thought to me, and that will help me get to sleep easier. That's really smart. Tea is really soothing. Yeah. How about you? Do you do morning, I- evening? I like it at both times. I think my craving for tea is stronger in the morning um, Mm. if I'm trying not to have a a cup of coffee first thing. um, I'll heat up some water and I'll do chamomile Mm. Um, because I like drinking coffee together. So I'll wait until he wakes up and then we'll have coffee together. So I'll have tea instead of overloading the caffeine first thing in the morning without food. (laughs) Um, It's probably a good call. But if I've had a particularly stressful day, I will immediately turn on the kettle and brew some tea. Mm. But anyway. Anyways. All right. So we're talking about Earl Grey today, right? Yeah. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) How much do you know about Earl Grey? Uh, It's not gray. Yeah? You're not wrong. That's that. It's tea. Um, Yeah? It it tastes kind of um, in that way. You know, like it, you can you can tell. That's about all I know. Right. I, I I don't even know how to describe what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I knew some things about Earl Grey prior to doing research. Um, I knew Earl Grey is one of the world's most popular teas, and especially in the UK. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I knew it's a black tea, and that it had some citrus notes in it. It it has citrus. Yeah, citrus. What you might not know. Because it is just notes. So when you just taste it, if you're not like looking for it, you might not notice it or at least recognize that that's what it is. But Oh, so you have to be a connoisseur to find it. Yeah. So you have to like swish it in your mouth and on the roof of your mouth. And, oh, okay. You know, I frequently like, do that. <laughs> I do that every time I drink anything ever. Obviously. And then I also knew that Twinings was a popular tea company based in England but only because I see them all over the shelves. And my friend explained that to me once. <laughs> see, I didn't know where it came from. I figured it was American, which is dumb. I, I don't I, I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's the only tea brand I ever get because it's the cheapest for me to buy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Without like going down in quality. I have learned some magical things about Earl Grey. Are you going to share them with me? Absolutely. Okay, I was worried you were going to say no, and I'd be like, all right, bye. (laughs) Nope, nope. I've learned it, and it's all for me. Oh, okay, no, but I want to know. Can you teach me? (laughs) Can you show me? 
I want to know why this is citrus. <laughs> so did you know Earl Grey is a black tea? Kind uh, of. Kind of, yes. Okay. I, is... I was aware that it was a black tea. I don't yes. know what that means, but yes, I knew it was a black tea. It's like it's a black tea with an asterisk. Okay. So black teas can come in all sorts of varieties. Typically for Earl Grey, at least according to freshtea.com, a traditional blend involves an Indian tea or Ceylon, which is uh, scientifically Camellia sinensis, sinensis. That's the plant it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I am not the science one out of the two of us, so I'm just doing my best for science. Sinensis? Uh, sinensis? That's the best I got. Yep. Camellia is well, right. The tea itself is colloquially called Cylon, which is C-E-Y-L-O-N. Uh, some sites also suggest that instead of using a traditional Indian tea, some of the black tea used for Earl Grey can also come from China. So not just England like I thought it might have. See, when I think tea, I almost exclusively think England. And that's it. Yeah. But I think it's just because it's like their number one drink, right? Yeah, it's it's up there. They definitely stereotypically love tea. I don't know how relevant it is. At least that's what is. TV says. Yes. That's what the BBC has taught me. So I believe it yes. wholeheartedly. I need Mrs. Hudson to make me a cup of her tea. Yes, please. But it kind <laughs> of makes sense because if you think about it, the environment and the um the weather. Yeah, the weather in the UK isn't exactly ideal for growing most types of plants. They do tend to stay kind of cold and gray and that's not overly flavorful. So it makes more so sense. That's that why from... it's called Earl Grey. <laughs> um, not quite. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of makes sense that you would get the tea leaves from around the world. So the similar way that you do with coffee grounds. Okay. The different climates, you get different flavors of tea. So in this case, most of the tea comes from India and China. The leaves. Huh. Um, the way you make it into Earl Grey is you take this black leaf tea that you get from China or India or wherever, and you add bergamot to it. What the leaves is bergamot? Well, I had to look that up because I wasn't sure. But a bergamot is a citrus that kind of looks like a shriveled lime. I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's actually gets its earliest roots back in Southeast Asia, but currently it's grown all over the world and is especially prominent in a town called Bergamo that's in southern Italy. That makes more sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to think of how I would say it if I was Italian. Bergamo. 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 <laughs> you got to do the hand. Bergamo. Bergamo. Yeah. Like what if it's like Bergamo? Oh, it could be Bergamo. 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 <laughs> which make it bergamot. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. All right. Bergamo. 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 Anyway, so it's typically incorporated into black tea, which makes the tea blend Earl Grey. And you can do it a couple different ways. You can actually get bergamot oil, bergamot oil, and use it in not only tea, but just in daily life, like you would a lot of essential oils. Um, it's used mostly for health benefits like stress relief, digestion, um, reducing your risk for diabetes, heart failure, reducing your risk for heart failure, not causing heart failure. 
And it's also <laughs> assisting in weight loss. All according to the farmer's almanac, at least. I am not a doctor, so cannot confirm. Hmm. But it seems to have some benefits. If you don't use the oil, you can also just use parts of the peel in the tea so that when it steeps, you get that extract coming right on out of the peel and get that nice citrusy flavor in there. Hmm. That's really cool. I didn't know that bergamot did all that. Mm -hmm. And it's for something I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I it it's it makes the Earl Grey distinct. It's it's got that quality that I couldn't describe. <laughs> yep, yeah. <laughs> Bergamot is a stealthy, stealthy boy. So I did some research on how to properly make Earl Grey tea. Cause typically I oversteep tea and I make it really bitter. And then I wonder how people can have tea time and not use sugar and milk or anything in their tea and they just drink it. So the tea we're drinking today, you, according to Stephen Twining, who is the 10th in the Twining tea line, the Twining tea line, Twining tea line, Twining tea line. <laughs> I didn't know they had a tea line. Yeah. Well, the family. Okay. I get, So it's. I didn't realize it stayed in the family. Oh, yes. So he had very detailed instructions. He actually did an interview with the Wall Street Journal where he made tea for the people interviewing him and he walked them through the whole process. He says you fill your kettle, either your electric kettle or your stovetop, with fresh, cold tap water, specifically because the cold tap water will have more dissolved oxygen in it, which draws the flavor out of the tea leaves and out of the either the oil or the peel from the bergamot. And then you bring that water to almost a boil, because if you boil it too much, it starts losing the oxygen. So you want to keep it in there, but you also want to have your water hot enough to be good tea. Hmm, that's really cool. Yeah. With your sciency mind, can you confirm the dissolved oxygen stuff? Yeah. So tap water, when it's running through the pipes, you when it comes out of your faucet, you can see just how bubbly it is. Mm -hmm. uh, once it's in your cup and settled, that dissolved oxygen is still in there. Now, the chemicals that are coming from your faucet are not good for fish, but it definitely has dissolved oxygen in it, um, which is – and I only know that because of the marine science in me <laughs> um, – but I, I know nothing about uh, the chemicals that go in, but I do know that the oxygen levels are nice. Ah, okay, cool. So he was right. I had a I had a sneaking suspicion our United States tap water might have been a little different. I, I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> so then from there, once you have heated up your water, you pour over your tea bag or you put it over your tea leaves and then you let it steep for precisely three minutes. No more. Precisely. No less. Just three minutes on the dot. <laughs> as close as you can. <laughs> there, there's a movie with this reference. <laughs> <laughs> and he did say that this method of making tea only applies to black tea leaves. Green tea is different. And I he didn't say how to make green tea. So I guess we'll figure that out later. Hmm. Yeah. But he also said he doesn't usually add anything to his tea. Like He'll use he'll use milk sometimes, but he did comment he never uses sugar in his tea. Be, <laughs> word for word, sugar, no, never. You're tasting hot, sweet water, which I happen to like hot, sweet water. <laughs> I very much like hot, sweet water. It's like the only way I drink it. Mm -hmm. It's it's so relaxing. It makes it like 
it's the thought of comfort on the evening where you're sitting on the couch after a long day with a cup of hot tea and it's just the sweet relaxing that's going to send me to bed. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it just to be hot and a little bitter and going to bed. Yeah. Although when you make it this way, like the tea we're drinking now, or at least um, you added creamer to it, but the tea that we have. Just a little bit. Yeah. Without anything in it, it's not bitter. So there's something to it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying really hard not to drink the leaves out of this tea because I'm used to swirling. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's going to mess it up. Yeah. We did we did use uh, Twining's loose leaf tea. But since it's at the end of my loose leaf tea tin, all of the little bits were down there. So they didn't quite get strained out. It's at the end of its loose leaf life. <laughs> the end of the loose leaf life. <laughs> it's leaving its loose leaf life. You're at the end you're at the end of the line, loose leaf life tea leaf. Twining tea line, <laughs> twining tea line, twining tea line. Twining tea line. I don't like it. Toy boat. Anyway. <laughs> Irish wristwatch. <laughs> All right. So then I learned I started learning about the history of Earl Grey. And I was really excited to learn exactly where Earl Grey tea came from, right? Yeah. Except I didn't. Technically. Because no one really knows where Earl Grey tea came from. Why? Uh, well, there's a lot of theories, but it's kind of a historical cluster bean. <laughs> there is definitely a guy named Charles Grey. And he was definitely an earl in England in the 1800s. And among other things, he was actually the prime minister of Great Britain from 1830 to 1834. And he died in 1845, which will be relevant later. But... Beyond that, the details get sketchy. So do you want to hear a couple different ways that tea might have become known as Earl Grey tea? Yes. Can you please take me on the journey of mystery and conspiracy? Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so theory number one is one of the most popular ones. It was mentioned on almost every website that I saw. That Well, every website that I saw that was talking about Earl Grey history, at least. <laughs> it is uh, what I'm going to dub as the superhero theory or the OG theory okay. or the least likely theory. Okay. So there's this guy named Charles. He is Charles Grey, Earl of England. And according to this theory, he saved a man from China one day. And the man decided to repay... Earl Grey for saving his life with a special blend of tea that at the time uh, he just called it Earl Grey tea because it was for Charles. <laughs> Everybody said it was very unlikely that Earl Grey specifically saved a man and because of that got a tea blend that became really popular. There's a lot of questions like is Earl or is Charles Grey really this heroic? Did someone in China get a hold of bergamot? Did he just make this up for his own ego? <laughs> we will never know. Where Where is bergamot grown? It, oh, wait, wait. Didn't you say it was Italy? Yes, it's predominantly grown in Italy. It can be grown in China. But right now, the main historical site is in Italy. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I could see how that'd be hard to get it on the other side of the world. Yeah. The official story that Stephen Twining and the Twining's Tea Company tells is that at the time, the family tea maker, who was Richard Twining, 
created the citrusy blend based on a tea that Earl Grey brought him. And this is where Earl Grey said he got the tea from the man whose life he saved and that he really liked it. So he wanted it to be recreated. And that's how Twining got a hold of it and came up with the recipe that they now sell. So a lot had to have happened in order for this theory to be correct. Yes. It, uh, Earl Grey would have had to swoop in with a cape and save <laughs> a man who happened to be really good at blending tea, but wasn't interested in making money off of the tea. And then the Earl brought it over to Mr. Richard Twining, who recreated the tea, and then everybody fell in love with it. And this was all in the 1800s? Yep. <laughs> there is okay. a there is a slightly different version of the story where a man from China presents the tea to Earl Grey while he was prime minister and then that's how he got a hold of it to like it so much and request it to be recreated. But none of this can be confirmed. So Okay. It's it was historically one of the more popular theories, but now that we are trying to actually learn about it and find documentation that these people existed and that the story went down this way, people are starting to doubt it. Okay. The second theory that I saw a lot of, I am going to dub the personalization theory. So at the time, it was true that a lot of custom tea blends were created, especially for people that were higher in society and had more money to pay for special tea blends. So different companies like Twining and other local companies, you could go in for a sort of consultation and say, here's the flavors that I want in my tea. You could even bring them the specific water from your house that you're going to use to make the tea because water at the time, especially then, was a little different depending on where you were drawing it from. So this theory says that the water that was in Earl Grey's house was already a little citrusy in flavor, specifically Several sources said that it was lime tasting. So hmm. in order to make a black tea that would work well with the lime, some it doesn't specify which local company, but a local company took black tea leaves and added the bergamot to it because it was still a citrus, but it tasted a little bit softer than the lime. It wasn't quite as biting as the lime flavor was, but it incorporated it enough to tone it down so you could still enjoy the nice black tea without black tea and lit lit lime taste. So they used citrus to hide the citrus, but also make it more citrus? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you take the citrus and you take the citrus and boom, citrus, 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 citrus. You add, you blend it almost. You incorporate the citrus with a different citrus. It's more that it like complements it? Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting. It's. It seems like something that I just wouldn't have even thought of. It's very creative. Mm -hmm. My favorite theory is theory number three. It actually has a little bit more research behind it. Actual okay. research. So <laughs> <laughs> this theory states that Earl Charles Grey had nothing to do with Earl Grey tea. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Earl Grey. Wait, hold on, what? Earl Grey of I'm the sorry. Earl Grey. It's not a part of the equation. The Earl Grey of Earl Grey tea has nothing to do with Earl Grey tea. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to need you to explain that. Okay. So there's a couple different points that kind of reaffirm this theory. Firstly, according to Tea Forte, which is a, a 
website that got really into the history of tea making, specifically said that tea makers used to use bergamot to hide the flavor of cheap tea leaves. So they would get this cheap black tea leaf in and then they would add either the oil or the peels of the bergamot to kind of give it a little bit of extra flavor. So if it wasn't the highest quality tea leaf, at least it was unique. See, that makes more sense than the using the citrus to make it less citrus, but also more citrus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I think that makes a lot more sense economically. If they, re- if they really were using bergamot to hide the flavor of cheap tea leaves... It's not really something an Earl would want to be involved in, much less put his name on. Oh, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. So an additional part of this theory is the Oxford English Dictionary Department started doing some more research into the origins of Earl Grey tea. What they found is the earliest record of a tea company specifically advertising for Earl Grey mixture, not necessarily tea, but a tea blend, which they referred to as mixture, was in 1884. That's 39 years after Charles Gray died. Yeah, I guess he couldn't have been involved if he's dead. Yeah, it could be a memorial, but that definitely doesn't line up with his heroic tales of trying the tea or bringing it to get it catered specifically to his water. Right. Could you imagine a ghost Earl showing up to your tea shop saying, "Um, the water in my house has lime in it? Can you please make it better for my tea? <laughs> Actually, I can imagine this, and I really wish it could happen. Because <laughs> imagine this little ghost just living its afterlife. He comes up to you and says, hey, my water isn't right for my tea, and I just want to be happy. Can you make this mm-hmm. so that it's not bad and I can enjoy haunting people in my spare time? <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to have to keep drinking this gross tea and getting fed up with it and throwing it at people. You know what, Ghost Charles? Absolutely. (laughs) Anything for you, Ghost Charles. (laughs) I actually have a quote for you from the Oxford English Dictionary where they talk a little bit more about this history. Okay. They state, could it be that Charlton and Company, which started a tea called the Grey Mixture and only later endowed it with a peerage, meaning... They created a mixture of tea and they called it the gray mixture, but then later tagged the name Earl onto it to make it fancier. And they continue, if so, there may not have been any connection to the Earl Grey at all. Newspapers show numerous records of tea merchants named Grey in various localities during the 19th century, offering another possible connection. On the other hand, the advertisement does make note of the tea's most distinguished patronage, suggesting an aristocratic connection. Unfortunately, there's no indication of whether the tea in question was scented with bergamot. So Hmm. there's a lot to unpack in that quote. There's a company, Charlton and Company, that was one of the earliest known to advertise a gray tea publicly, but it wasn't called Earl Grey at the time. There was also a lot of tea makers who were named Gray, but were not Earls. (laughs) There's also a tea that was described that was similar to, or I'm sorry, there was a tea that was called a Gray mixture that made reference to a most distinguished patronage. So they had a connection somewhere up in aristocracy, but it never said Earl Gray. And none of these mentioned bergamot. So there's no way to confirm that's actually a black tea with bergamot, which is Earl Grey as we know it today. 
Okay. So <laughs> let me make sure I've got you on this one. Yep. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that the Earl Grey tea that I know, okay, that I that I understand maybe. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I know him, but the Earl Grey tea that I, I've been introduced to is probably not named after an Earl. Mm-hmm. It is not gray. Mm-hmm. Um, it it doesn't have it. Could, it might not have had bergamot. Mm-hmm. There were no capes involved, <laughs> <laughs> and I still don't know where it comes from. Yep. The, this I didn't realize there was so much mystery involved in this tea's origin, but it is tea. Well, there you go. That's all so, we need. Yeah, that's it. That's all you need in life. Okay. Just to confirm it's tea. Now, so we're back to my original understanding of, yep, this is tea. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so it may have come from Earl Grey magically saving a random guy who made him tea. It could have come from really citrusy water that just needed some additionally citrusy tea so it at least fit in. Or it could be a conglomeration of a bunch of guys named Grey making some tea that eventually ended up with black tea and bergamot in it. And you know what? It tastes good. So one way or another, it evolved out of the cluster of tea in the 1800s in England. And we got it today. So what I'm hearing is this tea's history has a little bit of a gray area. (gasps) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Episode title. Write that down. Write that down. I'm legitimately writing that down. Oh, okay, cool. (laughs) Also, while we're talking randomly, Mm -hmm. uh, I have finished my tea. I have leaves and I'm not touching them. Okay. I also have leaves. There's a little bit of liquid left in it, but they kind of settled. So I'm just going to leave them like that. I drank that little bit of liquid and then gave it a really quick toss and it was good. Okay. And it just kind of stayed where the lip was up. I'm going to try to get the liquid without drinking the tea leaves. Let's see. Yeah, you have to do it like real slow. Okay, I'm not looking. I'm just shaking my mug a little bit. Okay. I've settled. Okay. Welcome back to that. Um, cool. Okay. Yeah, I'm just leaving that over there now. <laughs> there is also Lady Grey Tea. Okay. Who is theoretically married to the Earl Grey Tea. As theoretically as the Earl even existing? Well, he definitely existed. Okay. We just don't know that he was involved in tea. Okay. He was a prime minister. He had that going for him. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so Lady Grey Tea is essentially Earl Grey Tea with orange and other citrus flavors in addition to the bergamot. So it's just a little bit more spicy, a little bit more flavorful. Okay. But still really tasty. But the history on Lady Grey Tea is a, is much, much easier than Earl Grey Tea. <laughs> I guess they started paying attention after the first time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So <laughs> if you have Earl Grey Tea and then you have Lady Grey Tea married to it, do you want to take a guess of when Lady Grey Tea became popular or when it was created? Oh, God. I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. So you were telling me that the Earl Grey mixture mm-hmm. uh, in the best guess of its origins was in 1884 Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna guess i mean it couldn't have been long after that so i'm gonna guess like uh let's let's do 1902 not quite it was actually um 1994 
What? <laughs> you mean like a few years before I was born? Lady Grey is not even old enough to be our mother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so what had happened was, what happened was, Twinings was really successful in their Earl Grey tea. They were sending it out all over the world, but they wanted to change it up a little bit. So in the 1990s, they released Lady Grey tea and... Because of that, they have it trademarked and they have undisputed credit for creating Lady Grey. Oh. Unlike Earl Grey tea, which just kind of showed up into the world. Hmm. Yep. Which is, I think, kind of cool. I'd like to think Lady Grey is actually a descendant of Earl Grey. She's here to take <laughs> over a man's world. <laughs> yes. yes. Women take the world by teacups. <laughs> Equality starts with your cup. Yes. <laughs> Leave all that discrimination behind. Yes. Now, Julia, I don't know about you, but when I drink tea, I tend to get a little snacky. I also do. We did find at a local coffee shop in Charleston some Earl Grey tea cookies. I completely forgot about them, and I, I'm i so excited. I am also very excited to try these. So I'm going to go ahead and open mine real quick. I'm just going to sniff mine. Get all the little crumbs off. Mm -hmm. They do smell good. They, they smell like lemon. Now that we know a little bit more about Earl Grey, let me read to you the ingredients of the Earl Grey tea cookies. Okay. It is. Enriched wheat flour, not surprising. Sugar, palm oil, cage-free eggs, ooh, organic orange, tea leaves, which is black tea with the natural oil of bergamot, orange oil, baking soda, and salt. So would these actually be Lady Grey tea, uh, Lady Grey tea cookies? I believe they would be. <laughs> Our Earl Grey tea cookies are secretly Lady Grey tea cookies. I would like to make a side note mm -hmm. that they used a whole bunch of organic stuff, but they still used palm oil, which is really bad for the environment. <laughs> but is it bad so, for your um, body? You tried. No, that's true. It's probably much better for you, but not great for the environment. You can smell the citrusy. It smells really good. Mm -hmm. Okay, are you ready to try them? I am. Okay. Dink it. Dink. Dink. It's got like a shortbread texture. Yeah. It's very crumbly. Mmm. 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 I should have tried this while we were sipping the Earl Grey. Mm, I don't know if it would have gone as well with the Earl Grey. Okay. Because I think they they specifically amped up the citrus and the tea flavor in this and made it sweeter. Mm-hmm. But the Earl Grey is, is more about the subtlety of it. This is really good. It tastes like Pepperidge Farm made this. Mm -hmm. mm. Highly recommend. I can say, and it may also be because they have, have some of the tea leaves in the cookie, so it's giving me like the visual association as well. It kind mm -hmm. of tastes like a lemon poppy cookie to me. Yes. Like oh my gosh. You're, you're absolutely right. If you handed it to me blindfolded and said, what kind of cookie is this? I'd say lemon poppy before I said Earl Grey. Yeah, I'd 
This doesn't strike me as Earl Grey. This tastes like citrus shortbread mm -hmm. with something else. With a little bit of tea. Yeah. But like if you handed it to me blind, I wouldn't be able to tell you what that something else is. Mm -hmm. It is very good though. Mm. Now, now that we've eaten nice palm oil filled sugary cookies, mm. I ventured onto WebMD this week. Oh no. <laughs> to learn whether or not Earl Grey tea is good for you. Do you want to know the answer? Um, no. <laughs> yes. Yes, right, I do. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. <laughs> so, no, I do want to know. According to WebMD, which mm, I think everybody knows WebMD, they're not. Super untrustworthy, but they're also not a doctor. Um, the answer is, um, no. Earl Grey is not really good for you, but it's not bad. It's just neutral. So if wise Uncle Iroh were to hand me a cup of tea, it would be as neutral as him? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, WebMD you, does say that there are some health benefits potentially from Earl Grey and generally from black tea, but they're, they aren't confirmed by too much research. So take it with a grain of tea. <laughs> <laughs> According to them, black tea in general does help lower blood pressure. It also can help with weight loss uh, because it boosts your metabolism, which is fun. But, uh, or also, bergamot can help lower cholesterol, but it lowers all cholesterol, good and bad. So it's not, it's not the new fad diet, but it's not bad for you. So, hmm. Earl Grey does also contain trace amounts of iron, potassium, magnesium, and a few other minerals and vitamins that your body needs. So it can't be your primary source, but it does help get a little bit more vitamins and minerals in your body. Okay, I mean, if if anything, you're you're at least hydrating. Mm -hmm. You're getting some of the nutrients your body needs, and if you drink it long enough, you might find yourself in a healthier lifestyle. Yeah. So that's that's not that's not so bad. Yeah, I think drinking tea, if you really get into mentality into the mentality of drinking tea, also can just be a generally calming experience. Mm -hmm. And if you don't load it up with sugar like I used to then it, it can be good for you. <laughs> I mean, I can't be as bad as three scoops of chocolate creamer, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> or just nothing but syrup and crunchy ice with a splash of coffee in it. Yeah. So maybe tea is our healthier option if we're, if we're having a rough week. Yeah. Hey, Julia, how was your hey, tea? Allie. It was delicious. I... I feel better drinking it, knowing where it came from, mm -hmm. kind of, uh, at least understanding that it's more complicated and it's a, uh, it's dark and mysterious. Ooh, you know what else is dark and mysterious? What? Reading tea leaves. I don't see any letters. <laughs> well, okay, so there's a specific way that you traditionally read tea leaves. I actually found Twinings has some recommendations. That's convenient. <laughs> So the starting point is going to be the handle of the teacup because that is supposed to represent you, the person the reading is going to be about. Okay. So we're going to start at the handle and read clockwise around the cup. What? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're getting specific. Suspicious. 
We're getting specific <laughs> in these practices. So, okay. according to Twinings, if the shape is closer to the handle, then it means something is happening at present to you rather than in the past. But the further you get away, the further either in the past or in the future it could happen. Okay. They also say uh, if you have small leaves and dust, which I don't know about you, but that's what most of mine is. Mm-hmm. If these form a clear line, it's the indication of a message about a journey. And the length of the journey and the route it will take is determined by how the tea dust settles. Hmm. I, I don't really know how to interpret that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay. So there's a little bit more to it, too. Because, you know, okay. sometimes when you're reading tea leaves, you find different shapes and animals and letters and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So according to Twinings, at least... If a shape forms in the tea leaves themselves, so the dark shape, that's an omen. But if you see a shape in the negative space of the tea leaves, so in like the actual white of the mug, that's a good thing about the future. Hmm. Which is interesting. So like if my leaves form a W, it would be that. But if the negative within it made a B, it would be that. Okay. Speaking of letters, uh, Twinings, to quote, also says, people often claim to see a letter form in the T. It is believed that any capital letters are referring to place names, whilst a lowercase letter means somebody's name. So a capital L might mean something exciting in London for you, whilst it could, I could be a sign of a blossoming romance. Oh, while a lowercase L could be a sign of a blossoming romance with a guy named Liam. Hmm. So... With all that, do you have any potential, uh, I know there's a lot of animals and a lot of different signs, but it, they don't mention that. So I don't know if you have any resources on finding the meaning of a specific shape. Yeah, I actually do. I found another website uh, called thespruceeats.com. Mm -hmm. They have gone ahead and given me a list of some common ones. And just the kind of general idea of what comes with them. So cool. I don't know. It, I, I'm guessing if the shape is in negative, it'd be bad. But if, if it was in the positive, it'd be good. Yeah. So like, for instance, if I saw a crown in the, po in the positive, it would be that my success and honor would also be my downfall. But if it was in the negative, then it would be success and honor and it would just be good. Yes. So if you see the, okay. the crown in the tea leaves themselves, it could be a downfall. But then if you see it around the tea leaves in the negative space, it would be a good thing. Okay. So do you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. So I see a couple of different things. Okay. I see. So if I'm holding my cup in my right hand with the handle in my right hand. Mm-hmm. The very first thing I see is a capital L just next to it. I also see a capital W in the middle. Um, my T dust makes an arrow. Ooh. Um, the overall shape makes a fish uh, with the leaves themselves. Um, let's see. Uh, the dust formed into a capital M uh, farther away, like on the opposite side. Okay. 
I have a triangle. I have several triangles. Hmm. Okay, so let's start with that. So let's so oh. the capital letters you said were places? Yes. So I have an L and an M. And you said a W. Or was that lowercase? You know what? I was reading it upside down. I guess it would definitely be an M. Okay. So, so it's a not a W. Places. It's an M. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a capital L and a capital M. Hmm. Both close to the, the handle. Well, are you currently involved in any places that start with an L or an M? Uh, my hometown starts with an M. Hmm. Are you going to visit anytime soon? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I I don't know what that means. Well, your brother I guess I'll have is, to keep right? I keep thinking on that. My brother is going home. Yeah. So maybe it's just saying that it's, he's he's going to make it home. Yeah. I don't know about L, though. I don't know either. Maybe it'll show up. They, Twinings, Twinings, is that how you say it? Yes. Twinings suggested London, so maybe I'm going to go visit London soon. You never know. Maybe. Um. Okay, what else? Uh, I saw a fish. Yes. Actually, so, I jotted down, as you said, different things, what their meanings were. That way you didn't have to oh, thank you. go back and get them. <laughs> okay. So a fish was good news from another country? Yes. But you said the fish was in tea leaves, which would yes. be a negative omen. Oh, no. Wait. So is it good news that's going to be bad for me? I don't know. Well, what's funny is you also mentioned an arrow, and an arrow means bad messages or news from the direction in which the arrow points. Uh, the it's pointing at the handle. I don't know. Is it? I I feel like these are really bad signs. <laughs> I'm so glad that the tea calmed you down enough so that the tea leaves could give you anxiety about the future. Okay, what about triangles? Triangles mean good luck. Okay, so it could be a bittersweet piece of news from another country. Maybe. <sighs> Maybe what someone... else do I see? I hope there's got to be something good in here. <laughs> um, what else am I seeing? I kind of see like a bow and arrow if it looked like a constellation. Okay. Uh, I don't think a bow is in it. Hmm. Only an arrow. Let's let's see if we can find anything. Oh, oh, here's one. Uh, this one is from alwayspsychic.com. Uh, mm -hmm. A bow is a reunion after an absence or estrangement. Huh. Um, and that would be formed in the negative. All right. I I think. No, it's made with the um, the leaves themselves. So if I run into someone, it might be bad. Oh my god, what if he finds me? <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Okay, okay. I'm not liking this. Can we move well, on to yours? Yeah. <laughs> I'm done with my tea reading. Um, All right. Let's, let's see what you're doing. Uh, so starting at the handle and going around, I have a lot of white space. My tea okay. leaves all settled kind of like in the middle and then up towards where I'm looking, if it were on a clock, kind of towards the two o'clock direction. So... Mm -hmm. Going around, there is. A oh my god, I forgot to read it. And around, what direction was I supposed to go in? Clockwise. I kind of did that. Okay. Okay. 
Um, I have a lowercase w. Okay. Followed by an arrow. Oh, sorry. It's a lowercase w in the negative space, so not tea leaves. Then an arrow made by tea leaves pointing away from that, like continuing around. And then a whole bunch of white space. And then it gets really dark. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) We'll post pictures of our tea leaves on Instagram so that people can actually see what we're talking about. But yeah, uh, can uh, can we have an expert actually read our tea leaves? Yes. Can someone read it better than we can with our WebMD equivalent? (laughs) If I'm if I'm not looking around clockwise, a majority of my tea leaves form this kind of mountainous shape. And in the middle of it, in the negative space, is a bird flying. Hmm. And that's that's what most of this picture is. A bird? Mm-hmm. A good bird. Um, Potentially um, also dragon-like, but that also might be because we were watching <laughs> The Hobbit this morning. Oh! <laughs> um, with alwayspsychic.com, flying is good news. Flying birds. Mm. Okay. Uh, if it's perched, it would be delaying and receiving news or a message. A flock, so a bunch of them, would be extremely serious, important, or shocking news. So because it's flying, you have really good news. Oh, good. With the other one, um, good luck and possibility of a good journey. Hmm. I do also see, um, because it, it's kind of a mixture of bird and dragon, um, thespruceeats.com has dragon and it says large and sudden changes. Oh. Well, I mean, you do have some huge life changes coming up. Yeah. Plus there's a lowercase w, so maybe somebody with a w name will show up. Hey you, you know who you are, Mr. W. Come on by. (laughs) I'm around. (laughs) She's waiting. (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, we will definitely post these and see what other people have to say. I don't know that I wholeheartedly believe in in tea leaf readings actually telling the future, but it's fun. I I like the idea that maybe it will encourage me to make the directional changes I need to make it come come true. Yeah. Because when I'm told something's going to happen and I genuinely believe it, I end up doing it. So like if I said, all right, I'm going to be moving next week and I get my things together, I'm moving. Ah, yeah. Everything just kind of falls into place. Like even if it sounded impossible, I just say, all right, I'm going to do this thing now and then I I do it. Yeah. So if this says that, I don't know, capital M is going to be not a good place for me, I better not go there. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go to Minnesota. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, do you want... I know last episode we did a what kind of coffee quiz are you for you. Do you want to do a what kind of tea quiz for me? Absolutely. I want to know what kind of tea I am. Okay. Okay. How about this soothing quiz will tell you which tea you are via BuzzFeed? Yes. I love BuzzFeed quizzes. Okay. They're always 100% accurate. Absolutely. It's it's 100% known fact that BuzzFeed mm-hmm. will tell you exactly what's right. Yeah, absolutely. 
Okay, Allie, are you ready to find out what tea you are? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. Wow. Okay, there's no words. So I'm going to do my best to describe these to you. Okay. All right. So you're going to be picking your perfect view. All right. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to set the mood for you. Ooh. All right. You are up high on a balcony overlooking the sea. There are two glasses of champagne and the sun is rising. Ooh. You are at and you're in an apartment in Paris. You can see the Eiffel Tower and it's dusk. Everything is winding down and the, the shop lights are going off. You are by a cold stream in the mountains. There's a little shed in the distance, and you're surrounded by spruce trees. Spruce. You are by a ski lodge. There's a frozen lake right outside your window. There's a cup of coffee and some bread and a, a little table snacking window, and you're just overlooking this beautiful snowy mountain. Hmm. You are walking down to the beach. It is bright, sunny, warm. There's uh, sea grasses growing all around the dunes. Then you're approaching an empty beach with calm waters. You are in some kind of foreign city tucked in the hills. <laughs> I, w I don't know where this is. Uh, maybe Middle East? Okay. Uh, there's some kind of Middle Eastern sea on the uh, city on the sea. It looks hmm. pretty though. Yeah, you are in um, New York oh, more. City. <laughs> yes, there's three more. You are in New okay. York City. It's nighttime and everything is alive. Ooh, including three taxis. All right, <laughs> you are out in the woods in the in the mountains. It is a steady downpour. But it's the soothing kind where you you just have an evening shower and the sun is setting and you have this gorgeous view of the mountains. Mm. And you are at an EDM concert and neon lights are flashing and everyone's having a great time. Well, that actually sounds really stressful. <laughs> okay, so uh, do you need a recap? That was a lot. <laughs> um, no, I think I'm good. I... I I thought about it as like I listened to each one and then I listened for one to top it and then I focused on that one until another one topped it, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go with, to no surprise, walking on the beach. Okay. Specifically an empty beach. Okay. I figured you would but like that. But the champagne looking at the sea was a pretty sec a close second. Okay. This one has words. Pick the day off your craving. Diving into a hands-on project like gardening, making art, or building something. Or for you, probably crocheting. Or reworking a whole condo. That too. Um, reading a book and people watching at an outdoor cafe as long as you want. Hmm. Hitting up a so bad it's good movie and then making fun of it over drinks with friends. That low-key sounds hilarious. Mm -hmm. We'll have to do that again sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteering for a cause you care about. Then rallying your friends to go to a protest. Oh, well, now if I pick anything else, I'm just going to feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Getting brunch with a lot of friends, then seeing where the day takes you. Hmm. 
lazing around for most of the day than having a few friends over for a potluck. We've oh. definitely done that. Mm-hmm. Catching up on dozens of half-finished side projects you've had no time to work on. <laughs> I thought this quiz was soothing, not calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> that was really mean. Waking up early with your favorite exercise, running a few errands, and hitting the beach with friends. Exercise. <laughs> Sleeping in late with a partner, then spending the day together. Hmm. That's it. Oh, okay. Um, can you recap the first three? Yes. Um, diving into a hands-on project like gardening, making art, uh, reading a book, and people watching from an outdoor cafe for as long as you want. Hitting up a so bad it's good movie and then making fun of it. Okay. Oh, I'm torn between one and two, but I think I'm going to go with the reading at a cafe and people watching. That's a solid choice. Mm -hmm. All right. Pick a oh crystal. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Wait, wait. Can I say my gut first? Yes. Amethyst. That's an option. All right. What were the others? All right. Uh, Chryscola stone. It's like a emeraldy green with splotches. Okay. Citrine. It's a yellow. Uh huh. Uh, selenite, which is like a pure white. Mm -hmm. Lapis lazuli, which is almost like outer space. It's gorgeous. Ooh. Rose quartz. Uh -huh. Black tourmaline, which has some pretty impressive powers, according to crystal experts. Hmm. Carnelian. It's like an orangey. Mm -hmm. It almost looks like a coquina clam. Okay. And aquamarine. And amethyst. And amethyst, of course. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my gut amethyst. I actually have a chunk of it right over there. <laughs> All right. Pick the way you show love to others by showing up when they need you, even if you're not good about talking about your feelings. By texting them funny pictures and memes that remind you of them. Hmm. By giving them well-thought-out gifts to show how well you know them. Mm -hmm. By providing lots and lots of physical affection. So all your hugs and kisses. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> by telling them that you care about them, to be honest. Mm -hmm. By giving advice and encouragement when they need it. By offering help and doing things that will make their life easier. By hanging out a lot and providing distractions when necessary. Or any way that you can. Huh. As the mom friend, I feel like I fall under several of these categories. Yes. At once. <laughs> I, I think you have done this for me a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, oh, I'm trying to remember how it's phrased. What was the one about helping when you can? Any way that you can. <laughs> no, no, it's like two or three back. Um, because there it was it was after giving advice. So I guess read from there, and then I'll I'll okay. remember it when you say it. Uh, by offering help and doing things that will make their life easier. That one. Okay, That's you want one. me to click that one? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> the word help was in there. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna need you to. Tell me a color that feels like home, and I'm going to select the one that's closest. So describe okay. a color that makes you feel like home. Um, olive green. Okay. 
specifically the dark not like forest green or bright green but darker greens and dark blues okay i have a very deep navy blue but the green i have is almost grass green if it was a little bit darker yep nope go deep blue okay navy it is cool very specific about my green (laughs) (laughs) oh my god why are these so long okay pick a magical (laughs) potion Ooh. All right. A potion that makes you famous. Okay. That allows you to enter the dreams of others. Mm, that makes invasive. you aware of the secrets of the universe. Okay. I call this one potion number 42. <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> a potion that makes you and your loved ones happy. Oh. One that allows you to teleport. One that makes you fabulously wealthy. Mm -hmm. One that allows you to control the weather. That's nice. (laughs) Uh, One that leads you to your soulmate. Or one that allows you to change your appearance. Hmm. Basically, if you could do anything, what would you like to do? (laughs) Yeah. I think at the moment I'm leaning towards the soulmate one. Mm Mm-hmm. The secondary one is making everybody happy, but I don't think using a potion to do that's the good way to go. Right. I think that kind of defeats the purpose of life. So I'm going to go with soulmate. Maybe that lowercase w in your T was that potion and it's trying to lead you Mm -hmm. to your soulmate. Maybe. (gasps) Oh my goodness. You know what it is? What? You know what the W stands for? What? Love. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Do you want me to do soulmate or the happy one? Do soulmate. Okay. I'm going to stick with that one. Been, been feeling extra lonely vibes recently. All right. Finally, pick a tea receptacle. So uh, pick something to put your tea My in. My mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, that is not an option. Oh, okay. Okay. We have a mason jar with a handle. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a stoneware cup that's brown and it has a dish. Okay. We have a clear mug. Mm-hmm. We have the white speckly one that looks like the ones that are the apartment complex gave us. Okay. We have a, a really ornate teacup that's yellow and blue. Hmm. We have a very simple soothing green one. Um, there is a, a a squarish, obviously handcrafted gray one, smaller, and it's really cute. Mm -hmm. It looks simple and and nice. Okay. There is a pink and gold one that says, be a flamingo in a flock of pigeons. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And a very plain white tea and saucer. Hmm. I think I've technically owned like two or three of these. I have one of them that you gave me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the simple green one because if it's fi- if it matches the image in my mind, it's currently in my cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's similar to that one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's see what tea you are. Interesting. Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to read you the description first. Okay. Okay. People might see you as sensitive and soft. 
But despite your unintimidating exterior, you're tough and resilient to your core. What other people, where other people would give up, you push through and weather whatever stuff comes your way. Don't forget, however, no matter how scrappy you are, you do still have a sensitive side and don't need to rely on the grit all the time. You know, that that kind of fits. I think it's really accurate. Yeah. You are dandelion root tea. Ooh. You know what's funny? What? I just watched a TikTok this morning that talked about the health benefits of dandelion root. Maybe we need to try that for our next tea. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm writing that down. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> Interesting. I kind of like that. I like that it's not a a typical one. No, you you got one that was like and it, it really gives you the whole description of like a dandelion and it yes. it's really showing the dandelion's perseverance as your personality of just completely determined and fierce and the side of you that I really I'm inspired by. Well, thank you. I've never really thought of dandelions as any more than something I used to pick as a kid that made my hand smell weird. So (laughs) (laughs) I saw dandelions growing in the desert. So if they can survive in a place without water and still thrive, you can take any little thing that you have and make it beautiful. You know, my body does frequently survive with not nearly enough water. So drink some water. (laughs) I, I talked about drinking water earlier off of recording and still have not had said water so oops (laughs) (laughs) yay i like that response yeah and we will be sure to include that quiz in our show notes so that you guys can do it too and let us know what kind of tea you are yeah awesome well i think the only thing left now is to is to thank everybody for hanging out for staying around for so long thanks (laughs) (laughs) so thank you to everybody for hanging out with us and learning some more about earl gray tea and how complicated it is but not really thank you for sticking around and learning about how much how little you actually know and about how little everyone else knows together yeah and of course all of our sources are going to be in those episode notes so if you want to go check up on anything we saw or if you want to read your own tea leaves or do figure out what kind of tea you are from the quiz everything's going to be right there for you and definitely let us know if you learn anything or find anything interesting we would love to hear your input your feedback and just acknowledge our presence <laughs> <laughs> We do have. We are ready to take any emails you want to send to us. We are over at webrewgood at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok with at webrewgood. You can find our podcast at webrewgood.podbean.com. And again, that's webrewgood.podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. You can also find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast. So yeah, thank you guys again so much for hanging out. We were I really enjoyed this one. It was a lot of fun to do the research and get to teach you this time. Yeah, I really enjoyed learning. I I love learning as it is, but this was something I had no, no knowledge going into, and it was just so exciting to learn about it. Yeah. So a sneak peek for our next episode. I think I heard that a certain someone is currently researching mochas. I heard that. It might be true. 
<laughs> I guess you'll have to stick around and find out. Yep. So we'll catch you next time. In the meantime, stay, stay beautiful. Yay! Yay! <laughs>